0: Wrestling with the Basics is made possible in part by a generous gift from Set Apart to Serve, the Church Work Recruitment Initiative of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Our churches are blessed to have pastors from all walks of life, uh, formerly military veterans, engineers, entrepreneurs, or even just, just common ordinary guys like me and Matt. Our Lord calls men from all backgrounds with a passion for the word and a heart for the gospel to be pastors, if you are a friend have been praying and thinking about a second career as a pastor in Christ Church, uh, the set apart to serve team wants to help you put your experiences and skills to use in pastoral ministry. Visit weareyourseminaries.org. That's weareyourseminaries.org. Now, on with the show.
1: We're on a mission from God. Something completely different. Uh, Let's get ready to rumble!
0: Yeah, baby, yeah. Yes, I am. I am a pastor, uh, first career guy. My name is Pastor John Lekomsky, and I have with me also another guy who's a pastor, first career. Pastor Matt
1: Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in St. Louis, Missouri, and yeah, um, you know, I was just thinking as we made that that little introduction, John, you and I both have been blessed to have uh, fieldwork students from the seminary, oh, right, yeah, over the yeah. years, and that's one of the blessings of being at a church in the St. Louis metro area. Um, seminarians are assigned to churches for experiences uh, and, and training, you know, and leading worship and preaching and, and other areas of ministry, and um yeah. I've, right now at Ascension, there's two field workers who are second career. So they are in their 40s and they've come to the seminary. And uh, boy, just great guys who bring a wealth of experience with them. One guy, uh, Ben Westcoat, uh, is was a uh, a math professor. Uh, he oh my. served in the Navy. And then he now he, he most recently was teaching math. He has a PhD in math. So, you know, brings a unique, you know, some unique experiences. And then Joel Herr is our other guy. And he uh, he worked with a mobile like MRI unit for a while and uh, was in a band that would travel around. So I mean, it's it's really neat to see people from all walks of life, different gifts, uh, being called in, into ministry.
0: So so wait a second. So he was he was like part of a band that went around and did MRIs.
1: Well, what? <laughs> I think, it was, I think it was two different gigs. Chad. Oh, okay. Although you know, it might be onto something there. It might be, make the MRI experience a little more present if you had music to accompany it, you know, I guess.
0: That thumping, <laughs> that thumping going on you know, is it's offset by the, the rock and roll music that's being played. Right. <laughs> Well,
1: then you would have people getting an MRI just for fun, just for the music. I don't know. That's
0: right. (laughs) Come for the music, stay for the MRI. (laughs) So, you know, now Matt. now you've given people a reason to actually contact. Where where was it again? Uh, Weareyourseminaries.org because you might actually get to be a field worker of Matt Clark. How about that? (laughs)
1: And if that isn't reason to apply to the seminary, I don't know what is, Jeff. (laughs) Oh, gee. No, well, no.
0: One of the fun things you get to do if you do get into the pastoral ministry is, is that you get to preach from the Bible. Uh, and, and we've been doing the, the summer of Psalms, and we've concluded that. And now we return back to the lectionary, as they call it. Um, and so what, what, what we do this, this year is we just go through the Gospel of Matthew, basically, chapter by chapter, verse by verse for the most part. Um, and I want to share with uh, the listeners a story that we just both got to preach on. I've been doing some uh, pickup preaching. <laughs> you know how that is. Yep. Hey, buddy, you want to come over and shoot a few with us? <laughs> you want to preach a few sermons? Okay, sure, I could do that. Um, and and it's, really, it's really a great story uh, about Peter, Peter confessing Christ, uh, Matthew 16. And, and I think it would be good, if, if, Matt, if we just kind of read at least the first part of this story. And, and then we can both kind of share uh, where, where the Lord took us, because that's the neat thing. Every time you come, the Lord uh, shows you something different. The Lord says, here's what you need to preach about today, because uh, he knows our people better than we do. He knows what they need to hear. Um, so if you wouldn't mind reading, and by the way, this is a two-parter, Matt. Uh, so the next time we get together with our, our friends here on Wrestling with the Basics, I'd like to continue the story of Peter Uh but for now, if you would mind reading Matthew 16, verses 13 through uh, 18. Yeah, I think okay. that'll take care of All us. right.
1: Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it.
0: So, Matt, did you you talk anything about the district of Caesarea Philippi when you you, uh, preached on this sermon? I did. Okay, um, in wait, fact, t- t- tell us all about that.
1: Sure. So this is, uh, as far as we know, as far as is revealed to us in the Gospels, this seems to be the furthest away from Jerusalem that Jesus and his disciples ever are. So this is way far north. So this isn't in Judea, Samaria, Galilee. This is north of there. They are in pagan, Gentile, non-Jew territory here in Caesarea Philippi. Um, which I I think is a kind of an interesting thing, John, now that you brought it up, because here they are so far away, they're sort of out in the world uh, among unbelievers, um, people who are not following the Lord. And this is where Jesus of all places chooses to ask them, who do people say that I am and who who do you say that I am? Um, And this is where Peter makes that confession, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of cool because you know when we when we think about that that Peter's confession of faith about who Christ is uh, one of the most clear confessions in the Scriptures at least in the Gospels here he makes that in unbelieving pagan country right and I, I think you know when we apply that to us maybe that's where we should be talking about Jesus too <laughs> you know <laughs> our Caesarea Philippi's um, not just in the the comfort and of uh, the friendly confines of our own churches. Uh, don't just confess Jesus there, as important as that is, and as blessed as that is, but where, wherever we are, away from, you know, uh, the Lord's house, out in the workplace, out in our uh, circle of friends, um, to be able to, yeah, make that confession through our words and our actions of, of who Jesus is um, out in the world, uh, just as uh, Jesus prompts Peter to do, it seems, uh, here in Caesarea Philippi.
0: So, so the thing is is, is uh, Caesarea Philippi that it, that is the pagan of the pagans <laughs> uh, you it, bet it was uh, it was the location of a Greek temple to Pan yep. uh, that was that was headquarters there and, and then I can't remember which of the the Herods but when when he took it over and he named it in honor of Caesar right Caesarea Philippi and he built a, a great big temple. To the Roman pagan gods, so you're right. This is the center of paganism, um, and 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 the thing is, just what you said. Uh, right now, I think we Christians we bemoan the fact that that's what's happening in the United States. You know, we're becoming so many pagan. We have all these people from all these different countries we long for the old days when we were just a good Christian nation and everybody you knew went to church. And I'm thinking, oh, no, 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 we should rejoice because now we actually have an opportunity to preach the gospel to people of all nations, which if I remember, I think, I'm not wrong about this in my mind, I think that's what Jesus said, didn't he? We're supposed to make disciples of all nations. It wasn't just, you know, Americans. I, I think I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a little
1: later in Matthew, but you're getting ahead of yourself. But yes, John, yes. Yeah.
0: So um, <laughs> the great
1: commission uh, comes to mind, Matthew 28. Yeah, for sure. But
0: but by the way, I did not I did not preach anything about Caesarea Philippi. <laughs> but I'm glad you did because it, it's it's neat. Like I said, here here's where the great confession of the Christ comes not in Jerusalem, but in the farthest place you can yeah. get away from Jerusalem, in a place known known for its multiculturalism, you know? Yeah,
1: and uh, I, I think it's pretty cool, and I think, you know, to ask ourselves the same question, you know, when we're out in the world, yeah. uh, wherever the Lord has placed us in our vocations, um, who do people say Jesus is? Yeah, you know, yeah. Th- that first question, who do people say the Son of Man is? Who do they say Jesus is? You know, because we, I think that's an important question to ask, because as, as we are in a more multicultural context, and, you know, in a context where, boy, you know, even people that, you know, people don't know the narrative of the Bible, you know, just in general. You know, who do they say Jesus is? And, and I think that can help inform and shape how we make the, our confession of faith, how we, through our words and actions, bear witness to who Jesus is. It doesn't change who Jesus is, right? He's, no. he's, he's the Christ, the Son, the living God. But the way in which we show that in our lives, I think, is shaped by answering the question first. Well, who are they saying Jesus is?
0: So So, so here's the thing. I I I will admit it, you know I'm an old white guy. I, I don't feel comfortable when I go downtown St. Louis, and and two thirds of the people around me I cannot understand their language. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. what are they saying? And yet, as a Christian, I'm thinking, wow, what an opportunity we have. This is fantastic. Because as you said, we, we need to know what do what they say about Jesus. And yeah. now we have an opportunity to tell them, what, what do you say? What do I say about Jesus? Because I'm thinking most people don't really know who Jesus is. And I mm-hmm. think if they would know that he's this God who loves us so much, he would die for us. I don't think there's anybody else out there like that in the goddom that yeah. does that except yeah. for Jesus. I think people would say, Really? Well, you know, from the way you Christians act, I didn't know that's what Jesus was like, you know? So, I think the the opportunities are great, man.
1: Oh, amen. And you know, a lot of I agree, a lot of people don't know who Jesus is, but I think the interesting thing is they probably think they know who oh, Jesus yeah. is, yeah. you know, yeah. just like the people in in, in uh, the disciples day. Right. You know, yeah. John the Baptist prophet, yeah. you know, so someone. and I think a lot of people today, you know, well, yeah, Jesus was. Yeah, he was. A, he was. He was a pretty good guy. It seems, you know, uh, he, he was yeah. a prophet or he yeah. was a, a teacher or someone. Yeah. Yeah. I'd get a cup of coffee with Jesus if he was around here. Sure. You know, but yet they don't really know. Right. Uh, who Jesus is that he's. Oh, so much more, you know, again, as, as Peter puts it, the Christ, the son of the living God, you know, oh. boy. And that's oh, that's but, the message we need to share, the gospel but, of, of all the fullness of who Jesus
0: is. But, but Matt, this is all the more reason why we've got to come back again next week, because Peter doesn't know, does he? Peter doesn't understand <laughs> who Jesus really is. I mean, it's a great confession. You're yeah. the Christ of the son of the living God. But he doesn't really understand what that means to be the Christ, the Son of the living God. He has no idea what that full import uh, of that is. But that's for next week. That's for next week. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Yep. Uh, um, because I didn't talk about any of that in my sermon. <laughs> I'm glad you did, though. That was good stuff.
1: Yeah. Well, thanks, John. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. yeah, I think, you know, that's not all I'm talking about. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I think, yeah. you know, sometimes... You know, we, we kind of gloss over the, the geographic location of where these things are taking place, and especially in the Gospels, and uh, we're, they're just kind of these disjointed stories. But, yeah, take note of, of where they're taking place, who's around them, Jew, Gentile, Samaritan, you know, I, those are important clues as to, um, you know, why Jesus is saying and doing what he's saying and doing. Yeah.
0: yeah. So what I talked about, because <clears throat> what I thought was interesting in this text, is that, that we find out that Peter's not really Peter what well well he's not he's some guy named simon barjona or simon son of jonah uh uh, and and i suspect there's people that that didn't realize that they thought well yeah he's peter but no his given name is is simon uh and and so what i wrestled with and i'll throw this out to you how come he gets a nickname (laughs) right because that's why that's why we call him peter That, that his mom and dad didn't call him peter but, but it's the nickname that Jesus gives him. Jesus calls him Peter. And, and to my knowledge, Matt, now check this out with me. He doesn't give anybody else a nickname, does he?
1: Not that I am aware of. We give other people nicknames like Doubting Thomas. That's Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think we gave him that one. Jesus didn't. Uh, might have called him the twin. But beyond that, um, yeah, Jesus. No, that, that's uh, just just Matthew. Okay. Well, I mean, no, excuse now me, you... just Peter. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm like, okay. So, so now you've got me thinking. Uh, by the way, there is one instance where he calls James and John the sons of thunder. Well, that is true. Yeah. That's a nickname. Yeah, yeah that's uh, a good point. But but that's that's a one shot. You know what I'm saying? You don't hear them. Oh, hey, there come the sons of thunder. Like it is with Peter. He he's Peter all the time. In fact, you know Paul. Paul doesn't even call him anything but but Peter or Cephas, which is the Aramaic equivalent for for Peter. Um, but see, you you uh, let's go back to that. We do have nicknames. We give people nicknames. We call him Doubting Thomas. Why do we give people nicknames, Matt?
1: I think to uh, to identify them. Um, okay. You know, usually, a nickname is it picks up on some kind of characteristic or trait or something they've said or done. Uh,
0: yeah. Well, and and I think, come on, come on, Matt. I, I I know you haven't done this in a long time, but but when we were little kids, see, we, we call him Doubting Thomas because we're we're kind of making fun of him, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's Downey Thomas. And, you know, when when little kids, you know, hey, there's they're, they're Dummy, there's Stinky. So so we do that sometimes to kind of insult people. That's um, right. Uh, but, but sometimes it's just the opposite, isn't it? Sometimes nicknames are all about uh, camaraderie, uh, about friendship. Did did you ever, when you were growing up, did you ever have your, have your friends give you a nickname?
1: None that I'd like to share in the air, John. <laughs>
0: Oh, come on, come on, tell us one of them. Isn't there one that you could share? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay, all right, man, I don't want to embarrass you. Uh, oh No,
1: no I'm, I'm joking, I'm joking. There's a dramatic pause
0: there. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, well, what? Yeah. Oh, maybe no, I should no. have yeah, stepped so, on uh, somebody shouldn't uh, have stepped on.
1: Yeah, we are, I, I will tell you our collective nickname. Uh, At Concordia okay. in Nebraska, we had a... Um, the spring weekend, with all the you compete against other teams, and the name of our team were the Stout-Hearted Men. So I was a Stout-Hearted man, John. And uh, there are some pastors now. <laughs> some folks who are on that team are now pastors as well, who are also fellow Stout-Hearted Men. So there's one of them.
0: Okay. So so you were kind of like the Sons of Thunder. You were the Stout-Hearted <laughs> Something <men>. like that. <laughs> um, you you well know that the nickname that I got from my work here with KFEO is Jolly John. That's you know, right. No one ever called me that before. But again, that's a great stout-hearted man. That's a great nickname, uh, um, uh, Jolly John. That that's a great nickname. And 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 Matt, tell everybody what Peter means, because Peter's a great nickname too.
1: Yeah. So Peter means rock.
0: Yeah. Uh, and, and you know Dwayne Johnson, he like that nickname. He calls himself the Rock. The rock. Um, but here's another thought I had about nicknames. Okay, so I'm thinking through this. All right. So Peter the Rock, Cephas is the Aramaic word for rock. But you know, sometimes, sometimes we give people opposite nicknames. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. You know. Yep. Um, so I'm trying to think of some examples well, Like here. the big
1: guy we call Tiny, right? Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Or, or the chubby kid you say, hey, Skinny. Or, or, you know, actually, you'll appreciate this, Matt. I was thinking of the Three Stooges. You remember the Three Stooges? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Low, yeah. And you remember and Curly, yeah. The, yeah, that's right. The guy that was as bald as a cue ball, they called him what? Curly. <laughs> and I'm wondering that if that might be a little bit to do with the name Peter rock because he's anything but a rock is he <laughs> you know yeah i mean you got a great confession here no doubt son yep. of the living god yep. yeah yeah but but think about it of all the disciples who's the guy that that is always doing something foolish it's always yep. peter isn't it
1: put his foot in his mouth taking action before he should yep
0: <laughs> and in fact you had the story just a few weeks ago didn't you when when, when jesus is walking on the water <laughs> and Peter says, Oh, yep. oh, bid me to come to you. And of course he stands out and immediately he goes Kraplunk. He sinks. And do you think do you think that his fellow disciples said, or maybe they at least thought it, Oh yeah, now we know why they call you the rock, because you, yeah. like <laughs> you sink like a rock. You sink like a rock.
1: So that's where it comes from, John. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you Uh, wonder, did the the disciples snicker when they heard Jesus say that? (laughs) The rock, yeah. (laughs) Sings like a rock. (laughs) I
0: think they did. Uh, And the problem was, as I was thinking about Peter, is Peter actually thought he was the rock, that that's why Jesus called him the rock, because Mm -hmm, he mm -hmm. was the rock, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, And and see, that's what got him into trouble. Because remember, they were in that upper room, and Jesus is—he's just being kind. He's just saying, "Look, gentlemen, i, I know what's going to happen. They're going to arrest me, and you're going to run away like so many frightened sheep. And—and and, and look, I know that you're a bunch of sinners. I'm not surprised at that. In fact, that's why I'm going to go die for you. And, and yet, what was Peter's response to that—that that word of Jesus?
1: Oh yes, yeah, surely not, Lord. You know, sure. You know, we—I'll never deny you, Lord.
0: Yeah, the rest of these would. That's what always tickles me. It's not bad enough that he said he would go to prison or he would die. Mm -hmm. But he says Mm -hmm. maybe the rest. But see, that's because he thought he was the rock. The rock. So, yeah, yeah, I got to do that. But, of course, he's not the rock. And see, that's where this really hit me because I'm not the rock either. And you're not the rock. And none of the people listening to us are the rock. We think we need to be the rock. We think we need to be the ones in control. We think we need to be the ones in charge. We think we got to be the rock for our family and for our friends and for ourselves. Man, we've got to solve all these things. And I'm telling you right now, you cannot solve anybody's problems. You can't solve your family, your friends. You can't solve your own problems. We are not the rock. But you know what? Jesus, You know where I'm going here, Matt. Mm -hmm. Why, Why don't we need to be the rock?
1: Well, because Jesus, hardy is, right? You know, yeah. we have a rock that is greater than us, uh, that firm foundation. Uh, exactly.
0: And thank you for using the word firm foundation. Because, see, that's the thing I discovered that I never noticed before. The word that is used here upon this rock, I will build my church, uh, that's not the word for stone. You know, you know in the scene of the, the, the resurrection, there's a great stone that mm-hmm, is rolled mm-hmm. in front of the tomb. Uh, and it's a big stone because it would take The women weren't even sure if they'd be able to move it. But no, no, that's just a stone. The word rock is used for that rocky face, that, that rocky mountain that, that uh, Joseph of Arimathea, with I'm sure hours and hours of labor, had dug, you know, mm-hmm. chiseled the tomb out of there. See, that's what a rock is. And, and firm foundation, that's what a rock is. The word in the Greek actually means bedrock. And Jesus says, yeah, you build your house on the bedrock and the floods come and the storms come and the house stands Not because the house was built away, but it's on bedrock. See, and bedrock, you can't roll it. You can't move it. Uh, there's a great passage in Isaiah was actually the Old Testament lesson for Sunday, too, that talks about you've been hewn out of the rock. You've been taken out of the quarry. See, that's what a rock is. You get stones out of a quarry, but that's not the quarry. The quarry is something much bigger, much stronger. And, and as you pointed out, that's that's Jesus Christ. He's the rock. He's going to take care of all these things. Um, and I understand, because we were talking about this before, you had some really neat things to say about where this faith of Peter came from, right, Matt? Exactly. And I think it, it,
1: it really just affirms what you just said, John. I think it plays into it. Um, you know, Jesus' response after Peter says, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Yep, it, it, Jesus affirms that he says, "Yeah, blessed are you, Simon Barjona." But but why? You know, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So it's not about Peter, right? It's not about Cephas. Uh, it's about the Father revealing this truth of who Jesus is to him, and he and Jesus calls him blessed because of that. I think yeah. that's pretty neat. So you know, thinking about us as as we make that confession of faith, and I think of, you know, we, you know, the words of the Apostles' Creed, friends, about who Jesus is, you know, blessed are we as we make that confession, but, but not, not because of us, not because we're rocks, right, like you said, but because the Father has revealed this to us. You know, bl- we are blessed because oh, God has revealed to me who Jesus is. <laughs> Thanks be to God. I know who he is. He is the Christ, the Son of the living God. Um, and he's revealed it to me the same way he revealed it to Peter. Um, how, did, how did Peter know who Jesus was? Well, God revealed it to him through, through the word, ultimately. You know, Peter heard the word from Jesus' lips, right? The word of the one who is the word incarnate. You know, same for us. As we hear the word of Jesus, as we hear God's written word, as we hear the Holy Scriptures, the Lord also gives to us that knowledge that faith of who Jesus is that insight and because of that yeah we are blessed too not because of ourselves but no because the father god has revealed to us uh, who Jesus is
0: so so we're not the source of our faith that was peter's problem peter thought it really rested on him but but man as you so clearly said matt no the source of our faith is our heavenly father It doesn't come from our flesh and blood. It doesn't come because of, you know, I'm John, the son of Lukomsky, but it comes to me from my Heavenly Father, as you said, just the same way he gave it to these disciples, through the words of Jesus that we have recorded for us in in Holy Scripture. And don't you love the promise that is made to us? And I want to emphasize that, Matt. This promise isn't just made to Peter. This promise is made to us because he doesn't say, I'm going to build you on the rock, Peter. He says, I'm going to build my Church, yes, that's you and me, and all of our listeners. We're the the church, the ones Jesus has called. Uh, and and the beautiful promise is the gates of hell shall not prevail against it, yeah. Well, yeah,
1: what a beautiful promise that is, you know. Um, that, yeah, no, no matter what, come what may, throw what you want, it's Satan at us, at your church. Um, the gates of hell will not prevail against it because, again, Christ is the rock. And, and we see it is resurrection. The gates of hell couldn't couldn't keep him down. Um, he rises from the dead. No, it will never prevail against it. What a beautiful promise we have, you know, come what may.
0: Yeah, because think about that. So take take the worst, the most horrible, terrible, evil, wicked thing you could think of in this world. That is the gates of hell. And and no, none of that, as you said. Not because of us. <laughs> no, as, as Peter would learn over and over again, right? Whenever he trusted himself, man, he just ended up falling into the ocean. Yeah. But, but it's Jesus who's there, who pulls him out. Jesus who saves him. Jesus who saves us. Which brings me back then to my original question, why? <laughs> why did he get the nickname? Um, on the one hand, I think the nickname did constantly remind him you're not the rock, Peter. <laughs> okay. So so don't think that I gave you this nickname because you are the rock. And yet on the other hand, I, I suspect that that nickname was a constant reminder to Peter who the rock really was. Uh, that it was his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who was always there to save him. Even in his worst failures, Jesus was always there to deliver him. And, and here's my final thought, Matt. So, so I didn't get a special nickname from Jesus. You didn't get a special nickname from Jesus. In fact, most of the disciples didn't. I think it was actually because Peter was going to do so many stupid, foolish things that Jesus said, I got to give you a special nickname, buddy, because you're just goofing up all the time. But you know what? We all did get a, a special name, didn't we, Matt, when we were baptized, right? You, uh, we yes, were, most was, definitely the name of the Father, the name of the Son, the name of the Holy Spirit. You know, I was that little flesh-and-blood baby, and my parents took me to church to be baptized, and I walked out of that church with a whole new name, the the name of my Father in heaven, the name of my brother Jesus, the name of one who has the Holy Spirit. Uh, This has been Wrestling with the Basics. Military
1: veteran, engineer, entrepreneur. These are just some of the former careers held by current LCMS pastors. Careers that they left behind to serve congregations in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. No matter the background, our Lord calls men who have a passion for the word and a love for serving Christ to be pastors. A sacred, joyful, and essential vocation. If you or a friend have been praying and thinking about becoming a pastor, visit weareyourseminaries.org and put your experience and skills to new use in pastoral ministry. Visit Seminaries. Seminaries.org.